message. I'm ready. Here we go. Take your Bible out. Joshua chapter 10. I'm finishing up today. I'm finishing up today the Sun Stand Still prayer. And I hope you had some notes. Uh, I printed the notes late because I, I got hit with some kind of a crazy bug on Thursday. So I was out of the office all day Thursday. I came in Friday just for a few moments. And I wasn't able to print the notes out until a little bit later. And so I got them in this morning. If you don't have them, I apologize. Um, just follow along. Joshua chapter 10. We're finishing up the Sun Stand Still series. And I read the book, Sun Stand Still, by Pastor Stephen Furtick. It is a phenomenal book. You need to read this or download it. You need to get this book. This, is, this, is, this moves to one of my top uh, prayer books that I've read in my life. Uh, there's a handful of books that I've read that are t- powerful. The Circle Maker by Mark Battison's powerful. This book is powerful. And then Touch the World Through Prayer by Wesley Duell. This one is right now one of my favorites because it's, it's awesome. Because you and I can see God do powerful things. Amen? So here it is. Father, we bless you this morning. Speak to us by your Spirit. I, your vessel, I humble myself. I want to speak only what you want me to speak. I want us to go forward and believe for greater things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Joshua chapter 10, verses 12 through 14. I think I have it. It says, On the day the Lord gave the Amorites over to Israel, Joshua said to the Lord in the presence of Israel, O sun, stand still over Gibeon. O moon, over the valley of Halahalon. So the sun stood still and the moon stopped till the nation avenged itself on its enemies. As it is written in the book of Asher, the sun stopped in the middle of the sky and delayed going down about a full day. There, was, there has never been a day like it before since, or, or since a day when the Lord listened to a man. Surely the Lord was fighting for Israel. Now, you know this, this account. God stopped the sun. He stopped it. Well, that's impossible. God can do anything. I know you, you're, some of you, like you engineers, like, how could the God stop? He, that means he'd have to stop the earth's rotation. And if he did that, everything would crumble. Hey, God can do it. He made this. Why not? Amen? He stopped the sun. He made the sun stand still. They defeated their enemy and God did a miracle. Now, let me read to you James 5. So that's great, Pastor Stan. That's Joshua. Let me read to you James 5, 17 and 18. Elijah was a man like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Think about that. And then verse 18. Again, he prayed and the heavens gave rain and the earth produced its crops. So Elijah... Can you imagine stopping the rain on the earth for three and a half years? This earth would be in trouble, wouldn't it? Elijah stops the rain on the earth for three and a half years, and then he says, okay, I'm going to pray now because God wants me to, and then it starts up again. You think, that's, that's impossible. What does it say? It says, Elijah was a what? A man like us. That kind of prayer life is not impossible for you, Amen. You see, sometimes we don't know how to pray. Sometimes we don't know what to pray. And sometimes we we have these prayers that are called filler prayers. You know, Lord, bless me. God, keep me. Now I lay lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. You know, we just pray those prayers. And and they're heartfelt sometimes. But sometimes we don't know what to say. We don't know what to do, right? Am I I right? And and so some of us, we can just, we say, God, be with me today. And And I understand the intent. God, be with me. Let your presence be with me today. Go with me. Give me favor. But... Couldn't our prayers just be a little more specific? Couldn't they be a little more sun stand still-ish? Right? I mean, if God is everywhere, right? Say that, God is everywhere. So why are you already praying, God be with me today, when He's already everywhere? And so you know what, God, since you're with me, let's do some great things. And, and be specific. 
Oh, God, I, I want that best caramel macchiato today. Oh, I want that parking spot. Let the metro... No, no, don't just pray for that. Pray, God, while I'm on the metro, let me change people's lives with the gospel. Lord, and when I get that first parking spot, let me be the first one in to pray over my building so your, your presence will be manifest there today. And Lord, when I'm getting that caramel macchiato, give me an opportunity to speak to the people about Jesus. You're like, no way, Pastor. Why not? Amen? You see, God is everywhere. Couldn't we be a little more creative in our prayers? You see, the, the, the definition of a juggernaut, since that's the title of the sermon, a juggernaut is a massive, inexorable force, campaign, or movement, or object that crushes whatever is in its path. Can you imagine praying like Joshua, like Elisha? Some are like, no, but you can. You've got to change your prayer life. You've got to stop these filler prayers that just go up in the air. Um, God, um, bless Pastor Dave. Uh, bless my brother, bless my mom, bless my husband. Those are good prayers, but bless them with something specific. Amen? Amen? Because I, mean, I know I'm tired and you're tired at times and we just pray, you know, oh Lord, bless Donald Duck and bless Mickey Mouse because you forget. But pray blessing on people. Lord, bless. Because when I, I'm serious, I'm hyper. Have you noticed that? And I take, the, the, I take our directory and I pray over every one of your names. And sometimes I pray specific things, but I always pray God's his, his wisdom, His knowledge, His favor, His blessing, His power over your life. I pray for you to get a job increase. I pray for your, your relationships to be strong. I pray that you have influence. That's what I pray over your life. I don't just pray, God, will oh God bless them so they have a good day. I pray God's blessing so you can change lives. And so I pray, sun stand still prayers for you, for this church. Amen? And so I want you to begin to see, you know what, I can pray like that. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to learn about audacious prayers that will change the world? Here we go. Number one, a large, overpowering force in motion. You see, as I said, when it comes to prayer, most of us can string it up enough spiritual-sounding words to, to, to hold our own, right? God, just bless them and do this and, and let your will be done. I mean, we can, we can say all that spiritual stuff, and we have it down. But you see, praying, sun-stand-still prayers, requires more competence in our prayer life. You want your prayer life to get better? Start praying sun, stand, still prayers. Amen? Come on, amen? So, so start saying, you know what, God, let my prayers be like this juggernaut. Stop asking for God just to give you a nice parking spot to bless your pizza. Amen? Those are okay things, but start praying that God does supernatural things in this church, in your life, in your, in your family. Amen? You see, God wants your prayers. Listen. God wants your prayers to be like a juggernaut. To overturn. To break through. To see people set free. Amen? Because your family, your friends, your co-workers need your help through prayer. And you see, Joshua's prayer was like an unstoppable juggernaut. His prayer wasn't from a defensive position. He didn't pray defensively. He prayed offensively. And I'm telling you, I think the church in America, we're praying too defensively. You've got to be offensive, not offending, but offensive in prayer. Father, I bind this spirit of violence upon our land. Father, I bind the spirit of deception. Father, I rebuke this work of the enemy upon my church, upon my family, upon myself. Whatever, you've got to be offensive in prayer. Amen? Okay, remember we had this little football game last week called the Super Bowl, right? How many of you saw the Super Bowl? How many don't care about the Super Bowl? Okay, so, so let, me, let me tell you again. If, if you're a sports person, football, baseball, ping pong, golf... Defensive, defensive 
mindsets generally lose the game. Offensive mindsets generally win the game. Now, sometimes you've got to have both, but it's typically the person that's proactive and offensive that wins the sport. Soccer, football, baseball, tennis, basketball, golf. It's the person that's proactive and aggressive. And you see, the church in America, we're too defensive. God is saying, you've got to wake up and you've got to start being offensive. You've got to be proactive in your life. You want a good job, you've got to start praying for it. You want a good marriage, you've got to start praying for it. You want a church to be strong and healthy, you've got to start praying. You want your pastor to settle down, forget it. That ain't going to happen. You can't go against the way God made me. Amen? Just a little side note on that. So, so check this out. Moses, here's some examples of, of praying. Moses stood in the way of God. God wanted to destroy the children of Israel when they left Egypt. And, and Moses and Joshua went up to the mount and God spoke to them and they wrote out the Ten Commandments. And the, the children of Israel got, got distracted. And they, st- they built this golden calf. And they begin to worship. They, they forgot about God. And when Moses comes down, God's anger says, I'm going to wipe them out. And Moses does a sun stand still prayer. And he stands before God and says, No, God, you can't destroy them because you rescued them from Egypt. And you said that you promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that your people would dwell on the earth forever. And Moses even said, Lord, take my name out of the book of life. That is a sun stand still prayer. And God relents. Amen? In the New Testament, the apostles, they asked for and expected the miraculous. And they spoke out boldly in the face of persecution so Jesus' name would be lifted high. That is sun stand still prayers. Amen? Elijah, whose prayer both caused and ended a three and a half year drought, that was a sun stand still prayer. Well, pastor, they were special people. They knew how to pray. You know how they learned how to pray? By praying. They learned how to pray those prayers by getting through the filler prayers. Oh, Lord, bless me. God, let my sandals last another 40 years in the desert. God, I'm tired of eating this manna. Can you give us some steak and some chipotle? And, and some, you know. No, I mean, they, they, they move beyond those prayers to say, God, do greater things. Do you see what I'm saying? They were not acceptable themselves. But the sad fact is that ordinary faith prayers are made out to be accepted. They just prayed ordinary prayers to a supernatural God. And you see, we have put audacity on the highest shelf. We put those kind of prayers, well, those are for special people. No, they're for you. They're for me. They're for every country of the world. Amen? Come on, amen? amen. You see, James 5, 7, let, let me read this to you again. James five seventeen. Elijah was a man just like us. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. You see, too many times we focus on the second part of the prayer, don't we? We think, man, if, if, I, could just, if I could just have that kind of prayer. We're stunned. We say, man, if I could just have an ounce of that. But do you see, the whole point is that it says the very first scripture, Elijah was what? A man. What does that mean? That means he argued with his wife, if he had a wife. That means he got tired. That means he got sick. That means he got discouraged. In fact, if you read about Elijah, he got discouraged. In fact, he did this power when he brought fire down from heaven and, they, and destroyed the, the prophets of Baal. And he goes and cries in the desert. Oh, God, I'm the only prophet. And He has meltdowns just like you and I. 
But yet, it says that he was a man just like you and I. He was human just like you and I. He had the failings and, and he had the, the humanity you and I had, but he prayed. And he believed that God could do something. You see, we all wish we could pray like Elijah and Joshua. Let me give you a hint. You can. You have the same access to the same God. Think about that. There's no special God. There's just one God. And if Elijah and Joshua can pray like that, why can't you? Well, I'm not special. Stop saying that. You're special because you're redeemed. Jesus Christ set you free. I mean, the whole worship set was about Jesus setting you free. Amen? That His love is higher. His power is greater. Man, God can do great things in your life. You see, prayer is the arena where our faith meets God's abilities. We pray and God does the miraculous. Let me tell you, Pastor Stephen Furtick, they, there was this huge, uh, I think it was a 47-acre plot, uh, plot building, and they, were, they, were, they really felt God had put them to, to, to pray for this and to put an offer to buy this. It was like a, probably a mall. And they were going to build their church. Remember, their church is now about 6,000 people. started with him and his wife and a couple families. Their goal was within the first year to see 1,000 people come to know Jesus. And then within about five years, they became a church of 6,000 people. Why? Because they prayed sun, stand, still prayers. They believed that God that answered Joshua's prayers and Elijah's prayers could answer their prayers. Okay? So, so here is they have this 47-acre piece of land with this, probably this mall, and so they're like, they felt the Lord was having them to buy it. So they put an offer on it, the offer began to move, and all of a sudden one of the tenants said, you, we, we oppose. And they had some kind of a clause that we will not allow this to happen. So what did they do? They gave up. No, they, they brought their prayer team to the greasy docks, the, the loading docks, and at like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock at night, they had, they had probably an all-afternoon, all-evening prayer meeting. And they prayed. And, and Pastor Steve, in the book, describes he, he would drive by the building and he'd put his hands out. He would circle the building. He'd say, Lord, I claim that building. That's your building. You're giving us because you promise us that. And then a year later, they were in that building, filling that building up. And this church is making an impact because they had a sun stand still prayer. In fact, that business that opposed them, that business went belly up. Not only just that building, that business, but that building had, uh, that business had 77, it's a, it was a chain and it went belly up. And I don't know if the correlation between that, but when you have God on your side, nothing is impossible. You need to believe that God can do those things in your life. Amen? Let's talk about this building a case. Number two, building a case before God. Wait a minute, wait, what, what? This sounds like lawyer mumbo jumbo, Pastor Stan, courtroom theology, or this sounds a little manipulative in approach. But this is a biblical pattern. Listen to what I have to say for a few moments. It's not enough just to figure out what to pray for, but you have to learn how to pray. Right? How many of you have a need today? Everyone should have your hand up. Every one of you have a need. You know the need, but you need to say, God, okay, I need to know how to approach you and see God do the miraculous in my life. Amen? And by building a case before God, you can approach Him with audacious faith and see Him do the miraculous. So here it is, the first thing. Here's three things I want to talk about, just for a moment. The first is reconcile your dreams with God's desires. Reconcile your dreams with God's desires. 1 John, write this down. 1 John 5, 14 and 15. And I want you this week to look this up and I want you to begin to pray this. 1 John 5, 14 through 15 says this. It says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. That if we ask anything according to His will, He, what? Hears us. And if we know that He hears us, what? Whatever we ask, we know that we will, we have what we, what? Ask for. Come on, church, come on. 
We have it. Now check this out. Notice it doesn't say, if we ask anything we desire. It says that if we ask anything according to what? His will. In other words, God wants our agenda to line up with His agenda. Our audacity in prayer must line up with His purposes. It makes you filter your, your audacious prayers through God's desires. See, in time, your desires will become His desires. It's not going to be, hey, praying the audacity does not mean simply praying the biggest prayer you can think of that will benefit your life. That's selfish. Think about that. Man, God, if I had a billion dollars, my life would be better. I don't think so. God, if I just had the best looking car or the best looking kids or, or if I had the perfect spouse or if I was whatever, that's not kind of prayers that God wants you to pray. God wants you to say, Lord, if I had a billion dollars, I would open up more homeless missions. God, if I had a billion dollars, I would help AIDS research. You see the kind of difference in that? You see, if you're going to just pray so that you can get it all for you and spoil it, God's not going to hear that kind of prayer. That is not according to the Scripture. That is your will. Amen? We have too many Christians in America falling into this. God, if I just had this and that, if I just had that for me, for me, for me, and God said, stop praying just for you. I want to bless you. God does want to bless you. Say that. God wants to bless me. But He wants to bless you so you'll be a river for other people to be a blessing in their lives. Amen? And so, if your prayer is just, hey, God bless me so I can just be blessed, God says, I want you to pray in my name. I want you to pray according to my will. Amen? You see, if your prayer is just based on your agenda, you don't have much of a case to build before God. That's what I'm talking about, building a case. If it's just you all the time, God, let me be nice, let me have a happy life. And God, God says, if you're in Him, you're going to be blessed. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But say, God, let me spread this joy to my family, my friends, my co-workers, my neighbors, people I go to school with. Amen? That is why the Word of God is crucial with your audacious faith. That's what we talked about last year. Hearing the Word of God, speaking the Word of God, and doing the Word of God. The second thing of building your case is remind God of what He already knows. Remind God of what He already knows. So Joshua prayed the sun stand still prayer because God promised him that God would go before him and defeat all the enemies. Okay, so you say, so Pastor Stan, why did Josh, Joshua pray this prayer for the sun to stand still? Because God promised it. And he, God knew what he said, but Joshua was just saying, God, you said you would go before us and you would destroy our enemies. And so I'm asking you to stop the sun so that your enemies will be scattered. Moses, same thing. Remember, he found the courage to ask God to stop from destroying the children of Israel because they sinned. Each case... God's servants reminded God of what He said. And when you're praying your prayers, when you're praying these things, remind God of His Word. Jeremiah 29.11 1 John, when it says, God can, he's, Lord, I confess my sins, I'm free now. Or, my God shall meet all my needs according to His riches. Amen? Whatever I ask for, for Your will, God, make it happen for Your glory. Amen? Begin to have this prayer. You see, in fact, there, there's different kind of prayers. If I could just think about, just reminded of, think about the, the, the fish we talked about. Think of this kind of prayer. Lord, I'm low on resources. And, and we heard in Matthew chapter 4 that, that you, took, you took five loaves and two fish and you fed 
5,000 people. God, I'm asking that you'd multiply that provision for my family right now, for my church, for this nation. Do you see what I'm saying? Instead of, Lord, just bless me, say, God, bless other people. Amen? Come on, amen? amen? Stop hunting and pecking for God's will. Pray God's will. The third thing about building a case is number three, and this is very important. You don't want what you deserve. Come on. You don't want what you deserve. And in our country, I go, oh, I, want, I demand justice. Oh, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair. And so you know what? You're going to be glad you didn't get what was fair. Pastor Stephen Furtick says, and he was talking about it in 10th grade history class, the 10th grade history teacher was the football coach. And so he was laid back, and he said he really liked this class because the football coach would show a lot of videos. He liked that, a lot of movies, because he didn't have to read. That was awesome, right? And so he's like, he's coming up, and he noticed that on his report card that he got a C in the class. He said, come on, come on, coach. So he says, hey, what's up, coach? I got a C in class. Come on, I know I got better than that. And the coach says, well, well Steve, well, since you've asked, let me pull out the grade, pulls out the grade book. And, and, and Steve looks down, and he sees all these zeros in homework. And he's like, hmm, boy. And he says, come on, coach, I, I deserve better than a C. And the coach says, well, you know what, let's, let's average. So the, the coach pulls out the calculator. He starts adding in the zeros with the grades. He says, you know what, you really deserve an F. Do you want me to mark that down? And Steve says, you know what, that's, that's never mind. And you see, sometimes our prayers like, God, I'm a good person. I work hard. I don't complain much. I've been serving you all my life. I even throw a couple bucks in the offering. And Lord, my back's against the wall and I need you to come through in this huge way right now. And I'm asking you to do your part. Now that, that may not sound like a bad prayer, but when you start telling God who you are and how good a person you are, you need to be careful. Because God makes you good. Amen? I promise you, you don't want what you deserve. Don't go to God, God, I deserve this. You're not some spoiled... You know, I deserve this. He says, do you, do you really want what you deserve? Do you remember what you just said yesterday? Do you remember how you treated your coworker? You see, we think God grades on a curve level. We think, man, God, God's got this good credit thing. I, I made a couple of mistakes, but I had some good weeks last week or last month. I, I did good. And God definitely, you, I deserve my, my prayers answered because I'm a good person. Don't ever... Ask God to give you what your grade deserves. Amen? Audacious prayers are based on God's grace, not your performance. You can see, Joshua had his failings. Elijah had his failings. Moses had his failings. You have your failings. And so when you build your case before prayer, you're not saying, God, I'm a good person. I've got clean teeth. I drive a nice car. I recycle. He doesn't care about that as much as you do. He wants you to do that, but He wants you to be humble before Him. And He wants you to stand on His grace and say, God, it is by Your grace, but Lord, I have a need in my life. And I'm dependent on You. And I'm going to hold on to You until You meet this need. Amen? Amen? Let me move on to number three. Number three, it, big number three, is, is permission to pray practically. Now, let me go back to this, okay? Because I, I don't want to quash, make you think you can't pray. God is interested... God is interested in, in every aspect of your life. He is. He's interested in every part of your life. He wants to bless you. He wants to, he wants to bless your ability. He wants to bless your mind. But He doesn't want to just bless your Starbucks coffee every day. He doesn't want to just bless your lunch. And He, he will. 
But he wants you to start moving to higher levels in prayer. Because you see, deep down, there are some needs that are seemingly impossible in your life that warrant sun, stand, still prayers. Maybe you're a married couple and you can't have kids. Maybe that's a prayer. Maybe you're a parent and your children, your adult children have broken off relationships with you. Maybe you are facing a tax bill or a medical event that you need God to intervene. Those are sun, stand, still prayers. And, and yeah, God, thanks for my water, thanks for my food, and bless my Chipotle, but Lord, I, I'm desperate for you to move in my life in this. And be specific. It's okay to pray practically, amen? Come on, amen? Pray God to take care of you. Let me tell you about, you know, say, what, Pastor, my dream is to have this company that benefits many people. That's a sun stand still prayer. Why not? Right? I want my business to bless people. Why not? That's a good prayer. That's a good prayer. If, but if it's just for you to, to, to have the money Bill Gates, but to live like some wild person, that's not a good prayer. I already talked about that. Because God will bless you if that's really your intent. So God, I want to be a blessing. Let me tell you about, I know I've talked about the owners of this company called Desert Glassworks. They've since then, they've sold it. But they were, they were, their company made, it was a multi-million dollar a year business. And yes, they lived in a big house and they drove nice cars, but boy, they were the most generous people I'd ever seen in my life. They would come to the church and say, what, can the ch- what is the church? They would buy it. Brand new for the church. One year, the, the church I was on staff at, one year, the church's budget was tight and, we, and the church's budget couldn't afford staff uh, Christmas bonuses, so they paid the bonuses out of their own pocket. I remember going to their office and they, they, had, they, they, they sponsored I don't know how many kids of Compassion International. And you'd go in the office and their wall was lined with kids that they, they paid out of their own pocket Compassion International. If you know what Compassion does, Compassion feeds kids in impoverished nations and helps them in school and helps them get on their feet so they can have a better life. You see, and, I have a, and so God blessed them because they were just generous people. You see, and that's, you've got to be careful but I'm kind of getting out there. Don't paint all rich people as evil and greedy. Because they're not all. And you see, you say, well, but Pastor, that's my dream, and God can do that. If your intent is to be a blessing. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be a blessing. Well, Pastor, I've been doing this ministry, and, and it's hard to find workers. Then you need to get on your knees and start doing sun, stand, still prayers for workers. God, Pastor, people just don't care. Then ask God to make them care. Is this good preaching? But pastor, I'm always the one doing this over and over. Then, then God, send new people. Son, stand still. God, I'm standing in your promise because it says, ask the Lord of harvest for workers. That's a scripture for you to hold on to. Amen? Come on, let me move on. Number four, push while you pray. Push while you pray. Now, this, think about this. Now, moms, when they're pregnant, and what a blessing. And us men, we're wimps, man, right? You moms, I, man, you're awesome. If it wasn't for moms, none of us would be here, right? And when moms have to give birth, there's a miracle baby coming out. But that mom also has to work at that. She has to push. I never even heard the Bill Cosby, you know, the, that whole thing. That makes me laugh. But the pushing. And you see, for the mom to have that miracle baby, she has to push a little bit. And if you're going to have the audacity to ask God for something, you better be ready to act. That's good preaching. In fact, before we talked about the sun stands still's prayer, Joshua 10, 8 and 9, look at this. 
Look at this. The Lord said to Joshua, Do not be afraid of them. I will give them into your hand. Not one of them will be able to stand to be able to stand, withstand you. So God says to Joshua, Every one of them are going to go down. I've got you. But what does Joshua do? What does it say he did? After an all-night march from Gilgal, Joshua took them by surprise. Now, you remember we talked about Gilgal a few weeks ago? Remember what happened to them? They had been circumcised, right? So from that, they marched all night. And so Joshua uses his mental ability, his, his, his military strategy, and they go under the cover of darkness. And they're pushing while they're praying, God, it says you're going to do this. So all night, have you ever marched all night? A couple of you have. We're wimps. I mean, I thought I was... Thursday night, I mean, I was gross. It was in the bathroom. I was at most of the night. You know. And I'm like, Jesus, save me, you know. Help me, God. My stomach's up. You know, and I was, you know, whatever I ate that day kept coming out. And I'm, I'm, in the, I'm praying in tongues, and I'm thinking, what a wimp I am. Jesus, but he did heal me. But I'm serious. We don't know what it is to, to sometimes. And so some of you have marched all night or you've been, you went through the crucible or, or you went through basic training or maybe, maybe you've gone days and weeks without food. But you've got to push while you're praying. Amen? So Joshua, he didn't, he didn't pray this for the comfort of his tent. He pushed. He applied himself. He asked God to add super to his natural and God obliged. They marched all night to get there. God makes the sun stand still and then they defeat the enemy. And you see, many of us, we're praying the sun stands still prayer, but we're not willing to pray all night. We're not willing to stay in the church building all day if that's what that means. Come on, amen? We're not willing to stay all night if that's what God wants for that sun stands still prayer. If you want God to act, you better be ready to act. Amen? James 2.17, in the same way, faith by itself is not accomplished. If it's not accompanied by action, it's dead. Or faith without works is dead. I love what the message says. I love this. Isn't it obvious that God talk without God acts is outrageous nonsense? Amen? You see, many times if we don't move, God doesn't move. Remember Peter? He had to get out of the boat. Remember that? He had to get out of the boat before he could walk on the water. And God is waiting. He said, I'm ready to do this miracle now. You just got to gotta get up. You got to take a step. The children of Israel, when they crossed the Jordan River, they, the, the River Jordan did not cross until they actually put their feet in the water, and then the Jordan River piled up and it was dry when they walked. Amen? If you're going to ask God for a sun stand still miracle, you better be willing to march all night. You've got to get your flesh under the Spirit. Amen? Come on, amen? If you're going to ask for a better marriage, you better start marching in the right direction. That's good preaching. Amen? You're unemployed? and you're praying a, a sun-stand-still prayer for a new job, you better clean up your resume. You better stop sleeping in. And you better start getting on the phone. Good preaching, right? You're not too excited about this. God, if, you, if you want your kids to excel, you want your God to bless your children, then you need to start spending time with them and start affirming their gifts and shepherding their hearts. And I wish I had time today because someone else, if you're not shepherding their hearts, someone else is. And it better not be Lady Gaga. It better not be Grand Theft Auto. It better not be Lil Wayne and 50 Cent. 
or Call of Duty or Bill Gates. It better be you. Amen? Amen. If you're single and you want a Christian spouse, then you better stop going to the club. That, Pastor Sam, that is good preaching. Because you're not going to find a godly gal or a godly guy in the club. Start coming to church. Amen? You want God to answer your prayers, you need to start pushing a little bit. You need to start stepping out. Amen? Come on, this is good preaching. Audacious faith is not passive. It is proactive. You've got to believe. Let me move on. I got I the three more, and these are powerful. You've got to get these. Number five, when there's nothing to see, first Kings eighteen, forty one through forty six, write this down. This talks about Elijah. This goes back to the Old Testament account of what it said that when Elijah prayed for the rain to come, he tells Ahab, he just has a showdown with, with the prophets of Baal. And he tells Ahab, hey, go, in fact, verse 41, go eat and drink, for there's a sound of heavy rain. They probably thought he was crazy. So Ahab went off to eat and drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Mount Carmel, bent down on the ground, and put his face between his knees. Go back and look towards the sea, he told the servant. And he went up and looked. I'm going to read the whole thing. There's nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a small cloud as a, as a man's hand is rising from the sea. I guarantee you some of us would have given up after the second or third time. Or we would have celebrated at the hand cloud. Wow! Glory to God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! Let's go! He prayed and then what happens? Check this out. This is awesome. Meanwhile, so so Elijah, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew dark with clouds. The wind rose. A heavy rain came down on and, Moha- and Ahab rode off to Jezreel. I love this part. The power of the Lord came upon Elijah, and tucking his cloak in his belt, he ran ahead of Ahab all the way to Jezreel. Not only did he have a miracle God bring down rain after rain of years, he ran in front of a chariot, because the power of the Lord was with him. Well, that's, that's nice, Pastor. That, that's special people. Remember, Elisha was a man just like you and I. And you see, when sometimes there's nothing to see, people of faith will keep praying. You've got, you got to keep praying, amen? When God speaks to you and He says, I'm going to do this in your life, you've got to keep trusting. God, I know you because you spoke to me. Your scripture says this. You've got to keep praying. Amen? When there's nothing, just keep, refuse to stop nurturing the seed. Because you see, every tree starts with what? A seed. Every dream starts with a seed. Every miracle starts with a seed. You've got to believe God. Amen? Don't just give up. Keep praying. Number six, small beginning to big finish. You see, the situation around you may look like nothing like the vision God has put inside you. Remember Pastor Steve and the building that they, God gave them? For a year they prayed over it and it just looked bad. And then finally a year, God breaks through. But you see, the power of faith in God can turn that small seed into a miracle. In fact, Matthew 17, 20 says, He replied, because you have so little faith, I tell you the truth. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. It just takes a small seed of faith, friends. Come on, that thing you need in your life, just hold on to that little seed. Water it with faith. 
Bathe it in prayer. Expect God to do the miraculous. Amen? If your son stands still prayers to get out of debt and live free and be generous, then start small. Get, get the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University. Pay, pay off one credit card and, and, and just start giving that little bit and, and start paying off another credit card. Start increasing your giving and watch God bless. Amen? Come on, just start small. You, you, you want sun stand still prayers to restore broken relationships into your family? Start small. Work with what you have. Start speaking positive words. Don't let anger and argument be the norm. Say, God, help me get control of my mouth. Right? Our mouths get us in trouble, don't they? Speak positively. Find things that will affirm people. Refuse to let anger and arguments be the norm. One day you'll be surprised at the harvest. Start small. Just keep, keep speaking love. Keep being patient. Amen? Number seven. I'm moving on. Number seven. The process is the point. Too many people forget the promise and we forfeit because we grow faint in the process. So the process is the point. Before you get that billion dollars, God's got to prepare your character. Because that kind of money corrupts people. For you to be in charge of the boss, own your business, God's prepare you because owning a business is not easy. Starting up a business or a church or, or a ministry is not easy, but you've got to be... God has to prepare your heart. He takes you through tough times because He wants you to trust in Him. He wants you to depend on Him. When the, when the rent is due or, or the payroll is due and you're like, we don't have any customers, God can in a second, in a second, I mean, think about the fishermen. They had bad days. Remember that time? They're out there fishing all day and they have no fish. And in a second, Jesus says, go fishing again. And they bring, they bring out a load of fish. In a second, God could turn your life around. But in the process of you going through the tough times, He wants you to trust. He wants you to believe. He wants you to be strong. He wants you to say, this process is preparing me. The process is where you lay down your pride and you have to rely on God. The process is the whole point. You see, if God wanted you to get happy and right, He would have just snapped His fingers and all of a sudden, boom. But he knows that you would be spoiled and you would lose it just like that. Right? He wants you to go through the process. He wants to strengthen you. He wants you to walk by faith. Because you see, when you walk by faith, sometimes darkness comes. And you're just saying, God, I I know you're with me, but I'm just taking a step. Abraham, walking through Turkey, coming into the promised land, he just, every day, he'd say, God, I don't know where I'm going, but you're going to lead me step by step by step by step. God, you promised me that we would be the father of many nations. Step by step by step by step. I can imagine that. Okay, so, so in your life, don't give up. Embrace the process. Amen? Because the promise will be a payoff. It will come. Because when God says something, He will do it. Don't give up. Amen? The process is the point. Would you stand with me this morning? I want you to start praying like a juggernaut. I want you to watch God move mountains. I don't want you to grow faint. I don't want you to quit. I don't want you to get whiny. I want you to win. I want you to stop being the victim and start being the victor. Come on, amen? Move from being a whiner and be a winner. God is going to do great things in your life, but you've got to pray like a juggernaut. I want to end. I know some of us have the bowl and I know that, but I want to end. Here's what I want to end. I want everyone to see, you know what, I want God to start doing the sun stand still prayers in my life. I want all of you that want that, I want you to come to the front.
Say, I want God to start answering my son's stand still prayers. Just come on down. All of you that have a son's stand still prayer, I want you to come to the front. All of you. I don't know what it is in your life. It's a family thing. It's a personal thing. It's a job thing. It's a church thing. It's, it's a career thing. It's a mental thing. It's a physical thing. It's a healing. Just say, I want, I want everyone that has a son's stand still prayer, I want you to come on down. Come on. This is the moment that we're going to break through this morning. Come on, church. We're going to break through. Come on in. Let's, let's, let's come into the front. Let's move to the side. Whatever you want to do, let's come on down. God, if God can take five loaves and two fish and can feed 5,000 people, God can in a second do the same in your life. If God, through Elijah, a man just like us, can stop the rain for three and a half years and then start it up again, God can do that kind of stuff in your life. Amen? But you have to step out. You have to push. You have to pray. You have to believe. Father, I pray now. I release fear, God. I rebuke doubt. I rebuke our flesh, God, and our, our, our wanting to quit, God. We live in such an easy society, God. And so, Lord, help us to be tenacious in our faith. Let us not give up. Let us not quit. God, there are some in this room that have addictions. Set them free. There are some that are in fear. Set them free. There are some that are physical, has a physical ailment. Heal them in the name of Jesus. There are some that have been beat down and they think they're worthless. That's a lie from the devil. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. Every one of these persons in this room is worthy because you've made us worthy, God. And Lord God, you bless us beyond all, all measure. And Lord, some are just tired. They're weary. They're about ready to give up. Lord, give them new strength. Give them new strength that they're not going to give up. They're not going to quit because the Bible says, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They will not faint. They will not grow weary. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run, God. They will go forward. So Lord, let us mount up with your wings, Lord God, and move forward, God. There are some here, God, we're not willing to pray all night. We're not willing to march all night. God, would you wake us up with this this fake American comfort, God, where everything comes easy. That's a lie from the devil. Sometimes you have to work. You have to sweat. You have to push. You have to be like Joshua. You have to march all night. Sometimes you have to be like Elijah. You have to pray on your face for seven times until that miracle comes. So, Lord, let our people begin to be bold in their faith. Maybe there's a business they want to start. Maybe they want to have kids. Maybe they want a, a relationship restored. Maybe they want to do well in school. God, give them the dreams of their hearts that line up with you, God. So, Lord, make us tenacious. Let us be a juggernaut, Lord, where it says that we are an exorable force that cannot be stopped. That's the church that you want, Jesus. That's the kind of people you want, God. So, Lord, renew and restore or empower and give this kind of faith to every person here in the name of Jesus. Lord, bless everyone in their jobs. Bless them in their schooling. Bless them in their marriages. Bless them in their singleness. Bless their minds, their thoughts. Heal bodies. I know that some that need healing in their minds, heal them right now in the name of Jesus. There are some that need physical healings in their eyes, their hands, their feet, their legs, their lungs. Heal them right now in the name of Jesus. Heal their bodies, God. I know some, maybe they're facing this huge bill. God, meet that bill in the name of Jesus and let them pay it off right now. There are some that they're not sure what their future is. God, speak to them and show them their future. And there are some, God, you've told in this room to start a new business, to start a new ministry, to step out on something new. Let them push while they pray and step out and watch you do the miraculous in the name of Jesus. Church, would you begin to call on God for that miracle? Would you begin to ask God to give you strength and the grace, not because of what you deserve, but because of what He can do? Father, I speak over these great people. I speak over your church 
For every person, and that sun stands still prayer, for every person, make it so, God, for your glory. God, if it's so that their business can prosper, so they can prosper other people and help this nation, then prosper it. Keep their hearts pure. Keep their minds free of the love of money. And let them be a blessing, God. A river, not a reservoir, God. Too many times we want all the blessings for us, but Lord, you want us to use the blessings for other people. I do pray blessings on, on future spouses if, if, for those that want to get married. If they don't want to be married, that's fine to give them strength to be who they are, God. I pray for broken relationships right now. Heal them in the name of Jesus and let them start doing the small things. God, if there's a, if their kids need to find, discover God's will, let them start speaking into their kids' hearts. Let them start shepherding their kids. Help them to cultivate the gifts that these kids have. Lord, let your power be manifest in the lives of this church. And now, God, and now, God, you're going to do some greater things. You're going to do some greater things, God, in this church. And we're going to believe for those greater things, God. I know people are tired. I know they're weary. I know there are people that, that think no one cares about my ministry, but Lord, you care about this ministry. And so, Lord, let us be tenacious in our faith. We believe, God. We believe. We believe, Lord Jesus. We believe. We believe, God. You're doing something right now, God. You're doing something right now, God. Lord, let us go over that Jordan River right now. Let us be willing to march all night. Let us begin to pray seven times on our face if that's what it makes. Lord, let us offer our five loaves and our two fish, God, so that you will be glorified. We're believing for it, God. I don't want to stop yet because you're going to do something. Lord, you're speaking into someone's life right now. Friends, would you receive God's word right now? Receive that miracle right now, that small seed. If you have the faith of the mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be gone. Move. Begin to receive that mustard seed faith. Receive that thing, that family, that friend, that co-worker, this nation, your nation, the nations of the world. Would you begin to pray? Come on, pray for it right now. Just claim it in the name of Jesus. Say, God, I, I bring this, this need. And you name it out, out loud, and say, because God, you promised it. And if you need a quarter scripture, do it right now. God, do it. Lord, I pray, Isaiah 54, 2 through 4 over this church, that we will expand, God. We will not shriek back. It's not your plan for the church to shrink back, but it's your plan for the church to expand in Montgomery County, in the D.C. area, in the United States, in, the, in the, every, con, every island nation of the world. It is your plan for the church to expand. So, Lord, give us strength. 